Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. I will be your solo host today, uh, Joseph because David and James are off in a galaxy far, far away doing something else. Um, the three of us couldn't get together to record an episode today, and the other two had done individual ones, so I figured it was my turn to give it a shot. So um, stick with me. I hope it's a good episode for you. Um, there was a lot of stuff to talk about that happened in the Star Wars universe, or galaxy, whichever one you want to call it, uh, this week. So, um, you know, plenty of news to go around, and we're going to... Um, have a very quick, brief review of Episode 3 of Star Wars Resistance. Um, so, yeah, here we go. Um, so I think the biggest news that happened this week in the Star Wars universe was that uh, the set of The Mandalorian actually got robbed. Um, it was interesting because they stole some camera equipment that supposedly had some uh, some discs on it that had episode information or recordings of what they had um, previously filmed. Um, so it's very, very interesting, very, very scary that a Disney production could have something like this occur. Um, and it's also exciting a little bit for the fans, I think, because there is now the possibility that there's going to be some leaks out there for people to watch. Um, it was funny in the group text that we have regularly, David and James posed the question of whether or not we would watch it if the leaks came out. And, uh, David and James, of course, both were like, no, of course I wouldn't watch it. But in reality, they both would really absolutely watch it. And I said that I would have a, a issue record uh, watching those recordings because I would probably start watching it. I'd probably watch the first two or three minutes of it a couple of times and then psych myself out of it because I don't want to spoil anything for myself. Um, so, you know, it's a very, very distinct possibility that there's going to be some leaks from the Mandalorian set very, very soon. Um, hopefully Disney will nip it in the bud and that won't actually occur. Um, but yeah, that happened this week. The, another thing that happened this week was um, a possibility of Kathleen Kennedy talking to somebody at a uh, movie... I don't exactly know what the situation was, but Kathleen Kennedy was supposedly quoted as saying that the Boba Fett movie is as good as dead. Um, uh, there's no conf hard confirmation on whether or not that is actually happening or not. Um, I still kind of hope that it isn't happening, uh, or maybe anything that they would have used for the Boba Fett movie winds up in maybe The Mandalorian or one of the potential movies or TV shows, Clone Wars, Resistance, you know, things like that. They hope the storyline, if it is a dead film, we wind up seeing some of what happened, what the ideas behind it were in another medium. Um, I think that would be really a cool thing to happen. Um, like I said, again, there's no hard confirmation that this is a fact, that the Boba Fett movie is indeed not going to happen. But it kind of seems at this point that... 
the Boba Fett movie that so many people were anticipating and excited for. Um, you know, I remember when the news hit for it uh, that, it, you know, it, I believe it came out either the same day or the day before The Last Jedi came out. And, you know, me and my buddies were speculating, wow, man, they're really going crazy with these movies. J.J. Uh, Abrams had just turned his script in for Episode Nine. Now they're talking about a Boba Fett movie being for sure going to be happening. And now it's kind of looking like... You know, nobody knows what episode nine's going to hold. Uh, the Boba Fett movie seemingly is as good as dead. Again, no hard confirmation, but I can kind of, I can picture Kathleen Kennedy saying that in a candid interview with, with somebody that she considers close, saying, yeah, man, that movie's not going to happen. Um, you know, and it, it leaves us to worry about things like maybe the Obi-Wan movie not happening or any of the Star Wars uh, stories that could be happening, maybe a, a sequel to Solo, which I would love to see, because Solo is basically one of the most perfect movies that's ever been created. No, it's got its flaws, obviously, but it's great. It's one of the best things that Star Wars has produced in quite a long time, uh, in my personal opinion, and I really, really hope to see a sequel for it. I would love to see Ewan McGregor take up the reins as Obi-Wan again, but, you know, they're they're scaling way back on those... Um, the Star Wars stories movies, the solo, the one-shot movies, if you will. And, you know, her saying that Boba Fett may not happen is just another example of that happening. A um, couple of other things that happened in the world of Star Wars this week. Um, there's a lot of speculation going about that Hayden Christensen is going to come back as Anakin Skywalker and or Darth Vader for Episode Nine. Uh, some of the speculation that that is the reason behind that speculation, I should say, is because of his um, his appearances in some of the Comic Cons occurring on the East Coast. I believe he showed up to one in, and I'm maybe totally wrong on this. I believe he showed up to one in Georgia and maybe one of the Carolinas. Um, and he's basically touting the fact that he was Anakin Skywalker. He was the person who became Darth Vader again. Um, for many, many, many years, he was you know, against that because of the fan backlash at his performance, which I still don't think is his fault. Uh, I think he was poorly directed. Um, you know, George Lucas doesn't necessarily know what he's doing with actors all the time. Um, and I think, I think Hayden Christensen probably needed a little bit more direction than what he was given. Um, but he's coming back around. He's being embraced by the fans again, which I think is great. Um, you know, the Star Wars fans can be a pretty fickle lot if if you know what i'm saying um some of the weird backlash from uh rose and from ray and things like that you know if you create a movie and you create a character that's not specifically to every single person who's ever seen star wars is liking they're gonna let you know about it and for a long time hayden christensen was getting a lot of abuse on the internet on in person and things like that and i i don't think that's just i think he did the best job that he could for the part he was given and he probably needed a stronger director on those films um so it's good to see him back excited to be anakin skywalker potentially being in episode nine either as a force ghost or as uh flashbacks or something like that i would potentially i would love to see luke as a force ghost and uh, Anakin as a force goes, kind of trying to talk some sense into Kylo Ren in episode nine. I think it would just be a really cool thing to happen. And it would kind of 
play into that idea that maybe he's not all there mentally anymore. Uh, maybe he's not the right guy to be running the first order. He's losing his mind a little bit. I just think it would be really cool to have those two characters be like, dude, what are you doing? Um, especially because of the way he hero worships Vader. He, I think if he had Anakin Skywalker going, look, at the very end of my life, I turned away from the dark side and came back to the light because of the love of my son. I think that would just be a very powerful thing. And I think it would really make Kylo Ren think about the person he's become and the character that he's portraying for the first order and for the galaxy to see as this, you know, fear, fear creating monster. In reality, he's, he's, Han Solo's son, he's Leia Organa Solo's son, the general who's now fighting against him. It's just, it's crazy, and I would love to see Anakin and Luke and Obi-Wan, anyone who could talk some sense into Kylo Ren, maybe bring him back to the light side or, you know, see what we can do with that. Episode nine is going to be exciting either way, uh, regardless of whether or not Anakin slash Hayden Christensen is in the movie, but... um yeah, that's my take on that, I guess. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm not used to doing a solo podcast. I used to, I'm used to having people to work off of. So, stick with me. We're almost, we're almost there. Um, two, two things of news happened happened in the comic book world of Star Wars this week. Um, the first new canon female Sith Lord was announced. Her name is Lady Shaw. Um, I, unfortunately, am not completely 100% caught up with the comics, but I do think it's exciting that they have a female Sith Lord. Um, it's not just, you know, dudes being evil all the time. They're telling you that girls can be just as evil if they need to be. Um, you know, and it just kind of goes back to show you that Star Wars is is all ex- all inclusive, I should say. It's for everybody. You know, if you like the dark side more than you like the light side, they've got people you can look forward to seeing as from both genders, from all alien species. It's just it's just so good. So Lady Shaw is somebody that you can look forward to reading very soon in the Star Wars comics. As soon as I read some of her her comic books, I will definitely let you guys know. Um you know, cuz I I've done my best to read all of the trade paperbacks for the comics and you know it's they're all they've all been very very good if you haven't read them yet i would strongly suggest you going out picking up a couple of them starting from the beginning and going from there they they introduce some really cool characters um dr afra is just one of the ones to mention triple zero who's like a uh evil c3po who really enjoys killing and torturing sentient beings just some cool characters are in those comics and if you haven't gotten around to reading them i would strongly strongly urge you to doing so especially because they're all now canon uh canon i don't know why i said canon that's not a word anyway now that they're all canon um it really helps fill the gap between episode four and episode five and episode five and episode six um, and the Vader comics that they've got coming out right now are filling the gap between episode three and episode four, which brings me to my next bit of news that happens in the comic books. Um, they officially revealed the reason why Darth Vader built his castle, his lair on the planet Mustafar. Um, he apparently, again, I haven't, I'm not completely caught up with the comics. I do only read them in trade paperback to try to save myself a little bit of money, uh, as little good as that does for me, I think. Um, but he built his lair on Mustafar in order to try to harness the dark side energy that's from the place where she was essentially murdered, where he choked the life out of her. 
um, in order to bring her back from the dead. Um, the little bit of the, what I've read on the synopsis of it is he conferred with, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but this is what what happened. He re- conferred with dark side architects um, and built the castle, the the castle that you see in Rogue One. Um, in order for him to meditate on the dark side and bring the love of his life back. I just think it's interesting, and it's it's a cool reason to bring it, you know, for that to have happened, uh, for him to build that castle there where he's, his hate and his anger finally got the best of him, and he truly became that Sith Lord, um, for him to keep dwelling on what brought him to such an evil place um, is powerful and very interesting, in my opinion. Um, so yeah, that's all the news I've got for you guys today. Um, like I said, I will do a very, very quick recap of what happened in, uh, episode three of Star Wars Resistance. I apologize that we are about a week behind on those, uh, um, the episodes because the new one will be out by the time that this podcast comes out. Um, so we won't have the recap for episode four until next week. Um, and again, we do apologize for that. Um, life gets in the way of watching cartoons sometimes. <laughs> it's very difficult to be an adult whenever you just want to sit on the couch and watch cartoons all day and read comic books and read the Star Wars books. Um, but, you know, we do our best to keep up with it so that you guys know what our opinions on it is, whether or not it's worth your time to watch and to read and and really invest your time in these books and these comics and these TV shows. So, um, I'm going to begin my review of Star Wars Resistance by saying it is definitely worth your time to be watching this, this show. Um, they introduced a new character that is voiced by, um, Frodo Baggins, whose name, Elijah Wood. Thank you, myself. I'm talking to myself. Anyway, um, Elijah Woods, uh, voiced this new character and he was kind of, uh, introduced as a, uh, counterweight to Kaz, uh, in a way he's all about racing. He's all about his racing team and he's all about winning. Um, and Kaz kind of is along that same, same mentality. However, Kaz has a bigger mission to accomplish. He needs to fix this racer so he can start racing and he can start sneaking into different parts of the community on, on the base and doing his spy mission for the resistance. Um, and so Kaz is kind of torn between being this ace pilot and being this mechanic, this lowly mechanic who can't seem to get anything done. And unfortunately, um, Elijah Wood's character seems to play on the fact that Kaz is torn between doing what he's supposed to be doing and doing what, uh, you know, having fun, becoming a, a racer and all of this kind of stuff. So it's just interesting. Um, you got some really, really good backstory on Yeager in this. Uh, a couple pictures of him with a family, him flying an X-Wing, um, you know, at the Battle of Jakku. And it's just, it's really, really, really good uh, storytelling where you're you're figuring out, you know, why, maybe why Yeager's is grizzled and mean with Kaz, but also willing to help this kid out. Um, and also you learn that he was the best person of the best pilots. Um, we're talking Wedge and Tilly's style piloting going on. He was one of the first people on this base that they've got the main location of resistance. He was the 
ace racer. He was the guy to beat for the longest time. Um, and Kaz had no idea, and we didn't have any idea as the audience. We're learning right along with Kaz that Jaeger knows what he's talking about. He knows how to fly. He knows how to win. Um, and he's got a special fuel that uh, Elijah Wood's character whose name I cannot remember, and I apologize for continuously calling him Elijah Wood. Um, but he's got the special fuel that makes the, the ships go faster. And uh, Elijah Wood's character kind of convinces Kaz to help him steal this. Um, and it turns out that it's highly combustible, which is why it makes your your ships go faster. And Kaz then saves his life, um, which... Uh, the, the Elijah Woods character doesn't seem to appreciate very much because he was trying to win a race, but in reality, he was just going to blow up his own ship. Um, and I think one of the cool things is Elijah Woods character is going to be a reoccurring character. This, this just keeps building on the star power that is Star Wars Resistance. You've got a really, really good vo- voice, uh, over team working on it all the time. You've got star power, like Oscar Isaac on there, uh, Christy, the lady who plays Captain Phasma, is in there. And now you've got actors from other huge series like Lord of the Rings and Sin City and, you know, all the countless other roles that Elijah Wood has played. He's got a huge caliber as an actor. And he's willing to be, you know, just a reoccurring character in a Star Wars cartoon. And it's it's incredible. It, it's, it just shows you that Star Wars brings people together. It brings the fans together and... You know, that's kind of what I feel about episode three of Star Wars Resistance in a nutshell. Um, Sorry if that wasn't the most put together uh, commentary that I've ever given. I do apologize again. Um, But I do really, really appreciate you listening. Again, James and David and myself, we should all be together hopefully next week. Um, And we will have many, many more things to talk about in the Star Wars universe. We really appreciate you listening. Uh, Feel free to reach out to us at StarWarsStuffPodcast at gmail.com. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know what topics you would like to hear us talk about, any questions you might have, our opinions on anything. We're always open, and we always love getting those uh, emails from you guys. Um, (coughs) We really really do. We we love it. We talk about it amongst ourselves. We always try to figure out what the best way to respond is, whether or not we should bring it to the show. So... Thank you guys for listening again. We appreciate all your time. uh, And may the force be with you always.